We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Owning a small business can be overwhelming. How can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. There's so many places to reach customers. Email, text messages, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, live events, the list goes on. How are you, as the business owner, expected to own all of those channels? That's where Constant Contact comes in to help. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. I use this to grow my email list, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. Of course, it's fantasy football season. There's still fantasy golf going on. There's MMA going on. But we need to take a second because the challenge is back, which means fantasy challenge is back. So there's a bunch of ways. I'm giving out DraftKings bucks for this, and you can play this on Fantasizer. If you want to play in the Pat Mayo Experience Challenge Fantasy League for War of the Worlds 2, Hit the description or the comment section here, and boom, there's a link to the league. You join it. It's free to play. Don't post spoilers. It's a spoiler-free zone here. I don't want to know, but I want to enjoy the challenge and root for my fantasy team the entire time. But if you want to get into a draw for some actual bucks, DK bucks on DraftKings, here's what you do. Smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. You tell me which challenger in the pricing is the best value from the uk team this year only the uk team no americans is a part of this draw the other few ways to do so you can subscribe rate and review the pat mayo experience audio podcast which i suggest that you do because we're going to be having recaps of this stuff all the time we love the challenge on the pat mayo experience so if you rate five stars leave your DraftKings handle say something nice about the show boom you're in a drop for 20 dk bucks if you share this around on social media then at me afterwards you're in a draw for 20 DK bucks. Final way to do so, follow me on the Instagrams at the PME, T-H-E, P-M-E, heart one of the challenge photos that pops up there. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, and you too will be in a draw for 
20 DK dollars winners announced every Monday on the Pat Mayo Experience. Now that we got that out of the way, I do want to remind everyone again, hit the description to join the free Pat Mayo Experience League. But to break down all the pricing, the guy who did the pricing himself, he created the rules. He runs his own league on Fantasizer.com. He is one of the co-hosts of the Challenge Chronicles podcast, which I have appeared, ranking the top six female challengers of all time. It is Rob McIntyre. What's going on, man? Not much, man. My title has increased a lot since the first time I've been on, apparently. Yeah, listen, you, your career is taking off. You're doing a challenge show. Uh, if people don't know, the Challenge Chronicles re-watches old seasons and does an episode-by-episode episode recap in chunks of three. You guys are on the Gauntlet 2 as we record right now. I listened to the first episode. Yeah, big fan of the Gauntlet 2. That's like Derek Alton and Kena all the time, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, that is. It's a really top-heavy season, as I recall. Alton's on that season, too. And Landon. Yeah, it's like, there's like three characters that have storylines, and everybody else is just there for like six seconds. It, Gauntlet 2, so I'm not getting this jumbled in my mind. Gauntlet 2 is the one where Derek ends up as the team captain and systematically just beats everyone in the elimination until the one right before the finals? Yeah, and then he loses right before the final. Derek, Derek is so good on that show. Uh, and, I mean, Derek comes on this show from time to time, as does Scott from Challenge Mania. So we're going to have plenty of challenge content coming for you. So let's talk right away about the scoring for Fantasy Challenge. It's not just who wins. You get points for getting drunk and hooking up and fighting people and getting kicked off the show. And you can find all of the rules on Fantasizer.com, or even when you click on the league, you can see how the scoring works. But you added some new rules as a twist this year, right? Yeah, so um, just in case they switch away from the team format, I added in some specifications in case if it goes individual or pair. So, um, for example, if you win a daily mission as a team, then you'll get um, uh, 15 points. And if you win it as an individual pair, you get 35. And then also for the final, you get 250 for winning as an individual. But then if it's just teams who win at the end, it's just 100. All right, so basically you want to be involved in more than winning. Winning the daily challenges and the missions are always going to be huge for fantasy scoring, but you, you do want to have all that other stuff. Like Bear was such a good scorer last year. despite Hey, he did win three eliminations or two eliminations, whatever it was, but his auxiliary actions really scored him a lot of fantasy points. Yeah, especially in a team format where one person doesn't have as much effect on winning, it becomes like drama becomes way more important, which is why someone like Turbo isn't the max price and then someone like Bear is priced around the mid-range. Yeah, well, even last year and Turbo ended up being a, you know, the highest scorer, he ended up winning, but you needed him to end up winning for him to be the highest scorer because I don't think he was going into the final. Well, he wasn't even the highest scorer. He was actually third behind Wes in Georgia and then Hunter was like a few points behind him too. So I didn't even finish that far ahead of him. All right, well, that's a good example of how the fantasy scoring works. If Turbo won it all, won all these missions, and came third in actual fantasy scoring, that's what you do. We're doing this DraftKings style in terms of how you pick your teams. You get six players, and it's a budget of what, $1,000, Rob? Yeah, $1,000. So um, everybody's between 100 and 200 so There's not too much range in the pricing. Yeah, so you can go figure out whatever you want for your team. And there's a team captain slot, like the showdown contest on DraftKings.com. Uh, and how does the captain slot work for this? You designate one player as your captain, and you get an extra 10% bonus on their points? Yeah, you get the extra 10% bonus. No 10% price increase, though, so everybody's still the same. 
Yeah, so you just end up picking your team. You have to stay within the salary cap of your six players. And with the way that the scoring breaks down, you're going to have to roll the dice here a little bit if you want to pay up and get the people you want. So let's talk about Season 34, War of the Worlds 2. It's USA as a team versus the UK as a team. Then there's four, like, mercenaries that can just join teams. And if this is a season of the challenge, Rob, you have to think that at some point... There's going to be a twist. Now, whether they go individual, they go individual. Maybe there's, like, re-picking of teams. I don't know. But it feels like there's always going to be a twist. Yeah. In the trailer specifically, they really highlighted TJ saying one team wins the million dollars. So my prediction is they'll run the final once as a team. And then, like, whichever team wins gets to stay. And then those team members run again to see who actually wins. Okay. So, and if everything ends up changing, then the rules are accounted for? Yeah, we have a we're accounting for that. If it goes team, individual, or pair, unless if they go to like teams of four, then we might be in some trouble. Everything else we got covered. All right, it's a big cast, uh, and the four like uh, mercenaries. You have CT, you have Turbo, you have D, and you have Natalie Ninja. Uh, I guess they'll just be drafted by teams at some point. So it seems to me like they won't be the first ones out. It's like if you lose like one of your people, then you, maybe you get to pick them. I actually have no idea how that works. Do you have any insight to that? Um, I think what's supposed to happen is whichever team wins gets the first pick of the reinforcements. And then I don't, I'm not sure though, if it's like, if you pick Ninja, then the other team automatically gets D or if you can get two of the girls, then they get two of the guys. I'm not sure how that part of it works out, but they should be on a team after the first episode. Okay. So those people will be accruing points, you know, from episode, maybe towards the end of episode one, all the way through. So it's pretty even playing field. Once we get into the pricing thoughts on the cast, I feel like this is a really good cast. I think it's pretty strong. I I kind of like how they only have the rookies on the UK side just because they didn't have enough UK cast members to fill out the team. And then the US team is all just older people, so they already have some dynamics going on. There are a few I would switch around. Like, casting Zach at this point just feels, like, a bit much. I'd much rather have, like, Hunter on instead of him. Yeah, I was surprised to see Zach back, to be perfectly honest with you, basically when he quit last season and threw the challenges. But I guess th- there's a market for Zach. People like Zach, apparently. I don't think that many people like Zach. So is there's he, not even Jenna this season. So I saw he has a baked in storyline that way. Like he usually does. Well, maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe not having Jenna around will unleash like old, like half roided out Zach. Oh, but he already was half roided out yelling for security to come get him when he was arguing with her last season. Yeah. But like whenever Jenna is on with him, his entire storyline is just him and Jenna, like fighting with each other. Now that she's not there, maybe it just allows him to do more. Maybe so. I actually think he might not be a bad pick this year just because I don't think anyone will pick him. He's got kind of like the Colin Kaepernick, Tyreek Hill thing where people don't like him, so they won't take him. I guess so. All right, let's get into the pricing then. Uh, All of the top five, the max $200 players are all on Team America. They are Johnny Bananas. They are Laurel, Cara Maria, Wes, and CT. Uh, Let's start with Bananas. 200 bucks, the most expensive player. Uh, I hate to break it to you, Rob. I, I will not be drafting Johnny Bananas this season. I, I feel like it's just, I love Johnny. I, I hope Johnny wins. I, the more Johnny can win, I think the better it is for the show. I'm a fan of Johnny Bananas, but it's just hard to see him winning at this point. Yeah, when I was doing the pricing, honestly, I really just priced it based on how likely I think that person is to be the main character of the season, first off, and then secondly, just trying to curb ownership on them, which is why Johnny ended up as max price, but I will not be picking him either. Yes, and it kind of goes to the same thing as, like, Wes. Like, Wes was really good last season, obviously, but as a max player, $200 with this cast, like, I, I know who I want to take 
And there's one of the $200 players that I might end up going with, but it just seems like it's very top heavy in terms of the pricing. And like with Wes and bananas, I don't know how they're going to get along on a team. Maybe they do get along, but it seems like everyone should be coming for them. And that's what people have actually been doing in the past few seasons that they might just get thrown into elimination every single time at the start. Well, if it's a team format, do you think that still holds in the same way? Will there be such big targets? Because then you kind of want to run a final with them on your team, don't you? Maybe, but other people, like, this is a really good team. Like, there's only a few weaker links on the American team. I can't really speak to the uh, complete UK team because there's some people I legit have never heard of. But this team from top to bottom is really good. Like, are you going to say that, like, Wes is a better performer than Polly? I can't stand Polly, but I think Polly's probably, like, a better guy to run the final with at this point. I think they might be kind of equivalent. I guess I might lean a little bit towards Polly, but Wes has like the experience and the puzzle ability where I think it's really important in a final. I do think he might be a target though, because people seem not to trust him politically, even though if you look at it, he hasn't really backstabbed anybody since like X's two, maybe. So I don't think being in alliance with him is the worst idea, but everybody else seems to. All right, let's throw CT into this. He's going to be a mercenary. Um, from the early stills uh, that I've seen from him, like in just watching the trailer, I mean, that's not really a spoiler. It's a public trailer. He looks like he's in shape to tell you the truth. Like it looks like he's, he's gunning for this. It looks like he's down like 30, 35 pounds. If you get like, even you're never going to get like peak CT anymore, but if you get CT, who's in like relatively good shape, you're going to be good to go. Yeah, I, he does seem like he really came to compete this season. And then also with it being the team format, I think that might work in his favor a little bit, where if you're on his team, you probably don't want to throw him in because you don't want to make him angry at you when he's your teammate, even more so than being his opponent. And then like last season, the only reason he got out so early was because JP just was from Brazil and came in and wanted to call it the best competitor. So Yeah, and screwed him over when they were in the three-way elimination challenge. Like, that's no good. I, I like If we're going to talk like... I. It's tough with CT because I don't know how he's going to perform in a final. The last time that we saw him in the final on Dirty 30, like he wasn't very good, but he was also up against Derek and Jordan at the same time. I think of the three guys that are of $200, like my lean is towards CT here. And people like him now. People actively don't like Bananas, actively don't like Wes, and like CT. I mean, we talked 10 years ago, this would almost shake out to be the case, but the fact that CT is like a redeemable, likable guy within the house now is still kind of stunning. I think Wes is somewhat liked by the cast now, and CT is definitely now too. I don't think I'll take any of the three, to be honest. I think out of the $200 players, Kara is actually the one I'd be most likely to take. So Laurel and Kara are also $200. They are the top-ranked female competitors along with the top three males. You think that Kara is a better pick than Laurel here? I think Kara is more likely to be a focal point of the drama, and I like her political situation a lot better than Laurel's. Because like, I don't really see, Who's Laurel's alliances on this season? I don't really see many. Is she still friends with Kara? Like, didn't they patch it up after being, like, hated rivals? No, I think they hate each other again now. Yeah. It just seems like everyone who everyone hates just ends up becoming friends with Bananas after, like, a certain point. Like, how Kara and Bananas are now friends. Yeah, I don't even know how how steady Kara and Bananas are now either, now that she's dating Polly. Because Polly and Bananas, I do not see getting along at all this season. But they're all, but like you mentioned, they're they're all on the same team here. Yeah, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. That I think I think what happens with this U.S. team is Wes and Johnny go at each other early, and then like the sort of in between group actually ends up taking control. So I think that's like Kara, Polly, Jordan, Tori, maybe Zach. I think that group of five can kind of run the things for the U.S. side. Well, it, I guess it depends on which team CT ends up on. But if he ends up on the American team, that kind of fits CT to a T, doesn't it? 
Yeah, perfect. Okay, so he can just sit in the background, and then he's friends with Kara. He's friends with Polly. Him and Jordan are all right friends, and then him and Zach are friends too. So then he can be in that little alliance as well. So with like Laurel versus Kara, you're right. Like you're gonna get drama points with Kara, but you might get that with Laurel too. And the bonus for Laurel, if people are like actively against her, if she gets thrown into elimination, she tends to win a lot of these eliminations. Yeah, she does win a lot of these eliminations. She only has the one loss to Camilla, who has been banned from the show, so we will not be seeing her again. Um, that, the eliminations is an interesting question this season, though. How do you think they do it? Is it going to be like Gauntlet 2 and 3, where it's teammates versus teammates? Is it going to be like team versus opposing team, where they can keep switching it up? I, I have no idea. I, I mean, this is one of the risks that you take going into this. Like, if it's... If you have to throw in, like, do you vote in someone from the other side? Yeah. I guess so. If it's a team construct kind of thing, I can see them throwing in Laurel. But at the same time, I guess you wouldn't want to throw in Laurel and piss off the other girls on your team that now they have to go up against her. It's a very confusing situation. I think if you get to throw in your own person to face someone on the other side, I could see Laurel going in basically every time. Yeah, because the other U.S. girls are like, you'll beat pretty much everybody over there. So just keep going and none of us have to go home. Although the guys might want to send home some of their weaker girls, even though they only have like two or three. Yeah, so I think realistically, like, I could see, I mean, we do this in, like, fantasy football, where we take a quarterback and we take a wide receiver. If you take Cara Maria, are you definitely taking Polly? Yeah, I think I'm probably taking Polly, too. Honestly, I'll probably end up with a few teams, and I'll have one team with people that I actually, like, really enjoy on the show, and the one team that I actually think will probably win. And then on my probably win team, I'll probably have Cara and Polly. Does that mean you, oh, yes, question from the audience, sir, behind the camera. If Rob's going to have three teams, does this mean that next year he doesn't come on to the show and just brag about how he won last year? Yeah, that, that, he also has three teams. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. You're the only person who's going to be playing this with three teams, so no one really wants to hear how well you did on one of your teams. Can you designate a team? That's the team that... that, that what's that? I never was, like, bragging about how well I was doing. You did. It's exactly what you did at the end of last year. Oh, please. This is all hearsay. I, I didn't say this at all. I mean, I, I guess I'll just win again. And then, see, the, the problem is... It doesn't All right, we, 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 we got to get going here. I mean, I, I guess I'll just win again. And, I mean, I, I guess I'll just win again. And then... I mean, I, I guess I'll just win again. I posted... Okay, I posted one screenshot from my league, which was the first league that we actually started. And I just showed where all of us were on the standings, and I happened to be towards the top. So it was a brag being like, look at one of my 84 teams at one. I, but I was the only person playing with more than one team, though. I, I'm, I was not the only person playing with more than one team. I can say that for a fact. All right. I mean, I came fourth in mine last year. It's the best fantasy performance I've had in decades. So I'm hoping I can keep that momentum going. I only played with one team. I, I, mean, I had like four last year. And then I had, I had one team that was, well, ended up second in that league and then would have won your league. That, that, that was the one I was pointing towards. But. All right, so of those top end, I think it's CT is the only one in play for me right now. I haven't picked my team yet, but CT is the strongest candidate from that top bunch. The $190 players, we have Turbo and Ninja, both mercenaries. Or What are they calling them this time? They're calling them reinforcements, so I guess the idea is like maybe each team loses a guy and a girl, and then they come in as the reinforcements for your team. All right, so you kind of broke down the Turbo situation here. Turbo obviously won. 
Uh, he's one for one in challenges, but he's not going to do much outside of actually winning. So if he again, if he doesn't win, I don't know if he's going to be worth the hundred and ninety bucks. And with the way that you have to construct your teams, that you're going to have to roll the dice on some of these like unknowns or some of the UK people. There's a lot of UK people at good value here, but I don't know if I'm going to take Turbo or even Ninja honestly at one hundred and ninety dollars, just because Ninja doesn't really do anything either. She had a little bit of a drama with Bear last season, but kind of everybody had drama with Bear, so that's not saying much. Um, yeah, I don't th- I'm not sure I'll take either of them. I love Turbo. I just don't think he was the best fantasy pick for how he has to be priced. Yeah, but if he just turns out to be Turbo from last year, and Turbo is awesome because we love Turbo, and he's the most dangerous man on the planet. He's the real Dosekis guy when it all gets down to this, but I don't know. Can he just go and run it again? Like I feel like if you're trying to vote him in you just vote him in every time to get rid of him like he's the toughest guy to beat in the game yeah well see that's such the complicated thing with this season like how is the cast going to perceive how this is going to turn out because if the cast think it's going to break into an individual then they might just keep voting in turbo all the time but if the cast thinks it's going to stay teams then they'll probably want to keep turbo around yeah i mean i that, that's a perfectly acceptable thing if i'm on the other team and you get to vote who goes in be like we're throwing in turbo until this guy is gone because he's killing us yeah, no, definitely. Like him and Ninja, I think, are the top candidates for that. If you did have the t- first pick in the reinforcements and you could just pick anybody, who do you think you'd take? I'd take Turbo. I see. I think I'd take Ninja. I think that there's just so many good guys on this cast. And the girls, you've got like Laurel, Kara, and then a few other ones that are pretty good, like Tori, Georgia, Cam. But then I think Ninja has such an advantage over D specifically and then over all the rest of the girls. I think I'd actually take her first. I think you're really underrating how immensely terrifying that turbo is in this situation like the the man might be like a secret agent i don't know yeah i mean between turbo and ct though you've got two pretty intimidating figures when they want to be so i think either way you're gonna have somebody mad yeah i mean as a fantasy player ct is probably the better pick because he's more apt to lose his mind and freak out on someone i would think i I just don't know what we're getting with turbo outside of from a competition standpoint just give me turbo he's he basically pulled both of his hamstrings and ran 10 miles in the final last year no that's that's true i'm I'm not i'm not disputing it it sounds like you hate turbo I don't. I am a very big fan of Turbo. I don't need the Turkish Mafia to come attack me, so I, I am very pro Turbo. I, I think that people out there from the Turbo Mafia that exists online, you should go attack Rob on Instagram, on Twitter, wherever, for being like, why do you hate Turbo so much? Turbo is a huge favorite of not only myself, but our entire orbit. Paul Shaughnessy behind the camera. We love Turbo, unlike you, Rob. I, am a, I have enough people coming, enough, like, fans people coming at me on twitter so i don't need all of turkey to as well i mean i'm pretty disappointed gus didn't get the call back aren't you uh, i'm okay with gus sitting this one out apparently that's what actually happened with maddie too where they wanted gus and maddie for floribama shore which is why they aren't on this season yeah maddie's a pretty glaring omission here after the performance she put up last time around yeah like the reinforcements thing is weird to me obviously i think it's just a way to get turbo on the cast but i feel like Maddie almost would have been a better pick for that second slot instead of D. Obviously, D fits in more because she's not US or UK explicitly. Yeah, but I think she's a competitor for Ninja. But CT is American, so it almost doesn't make any sense. And Ninja's also American. Yeah, she's from American Ninja Warrior, so. Yeah, but she is American, so. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, so if they're reinforcements, I mean, I guess maybe taking D because she's Australian, maybe that just opens up the Australian market. I don't know. 
I don't know how big of a name she even is in the Australian market. I, I just think I, they didn't have international players to go to, and then they were just like, all right, we'll just use CT and Ninja since they're good. All right. I mean, I, I like Ninja fine, but I just don't think she's going to do much. This $180 level is where I want to be at. If you're going to stack Kara and Polly together, just give me... I take Jordan every single time that he's on the show because Jordan might be the best person here by far, uh, except for maybe Turbo. But Jordan's definitely going to be on my team, and Tori's going to be definitely on my team. Like, I'm just pairing those two together and going on my way. I think those are the two best picks by far on the board. Yeah, I, I love Tori and Jordan this season, too. I'd love to find a way to get all four on my team. I don't know if that'll work out, but um, Tori's one of my favorite characters on the show, and I think she's a pretty good pick as well. Yeah, I think she's a good competitor. It looks like she's gotten into some ball and shape. She got, you know, big fake boobs now. Like, we're good to go here. And and Jordan, like, for a guy who has one hand, the, the guy, like, imagine if he had two hands, how good he would be at this? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, he's I mean he's won two out of four times, and then on Rivals 2, remember, he got to that final, and then um, him and Marlon's canoe just flipped over. So he yeah. was actually pretty close on that one as well. Yeah, and then Mar like Marlon couldn't swim. That was also like holding them back on Rivals 2. And then the, on Free Agents, he called out Bananas, which he really shouldn't have. And he got the one elimination that really did not play to the strengths of a guy with one hand. Yeah, that one really bothers me because apparently there's some rumors that producers actually rigged that to try to like dissuade him from pulling the car so maybe he'd do it later and they could keep the storyline going, which is why they had the one that was bad for the hands. Yeah, well, I mean, when you have to like punch through something, like uh, that, that's a tough one for Jordan. But other than that, like that's the only real misstep that he's made in this four seasons on the show because he's just a awesome competitor. Yeah, I almost wanted to price him higher, honestly. It's just, I'm not really sure. I know him, so him and Polly are really good friends. They actually kind of remind me of each other, too. And then, what? Um, what, Rem that they remind you of each other? Yeah, like, Polly's, like, obnoxious in, like, a bad way. Jordan's obnoxious in a good way. They both came on the show pretty similarly, where they're just hotheads, like, trying to date the highest-ranking female and then have uh, rivalries with the top people on the cast, so... All right, the rest of the $180 players, you got Cam, Killa Cam, Zach, and Smashley. Like, the only one I would consider for my team is Smashley because either she's going to win or, like, quit on the first day. That's, that's very true. And she is a really good fantasy player, especially in this format, where I think a team I actually want to keep her around since she's so good at puzzles and is a decent runner. And then she's just, she's like kind of like the Le'Veon Bell of fantasy where, you know, she's going to rack up points. She just might get a suspension or get injured or something weird will happen where she'll get knocked out early. Like, she's, she's great. Uh, is she the all-time money leader in terms oh, of everything? Now, right? Because, I mean, she's got the million plus the first win on Invasion. Yeah. This, this is pretty good. She only won 121000 for Invasion. That sucks. But Yeah, I mean, money's gone up a lot since then, so. Yeah. Uh, Smashly is an excellent competitor. Paul, it looks like you wanted to say something? Ah, that's a good call. She is like the Siwoo Kim. Yeah, she's the Ricky Bobby of Fantasy Challenge. First or last. But even like when she went out on, what was the one that she quit? Final Reckoning or the one in between? The uh, little... Dirty 30, where she just like randomly left halfway through the first episode. Yeah, did she get points for quitting? Don't you get 150 points for quitting? No, that's only if you're DQ'd. We're not going to award points like Brandon for quitting because he missed his girlfriend. Okay, yeah, she's all over the table. Like she's a the the classic like fantasy baseball five tool player. Like she'll win, she'll cause drama, she'll sleep with everyone. It, it's kind of awesome. Like she might have to be like a lock on this team. Well, see, I still, everybody in this tier seems like the people I would want to buy, but obviously we can't have all of them because they're still pretty high priced. And that's why you're playing 98 teams. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's why you need all the different teams. Um. I don't know. I think with Smashley, too, I think this actually works out okay for her politically. Last season, Hunter was gunning for her so hard, and then Hunter's a 
strong enough competitor. I don't think she was making it too far. This season with him not around, though, and then Kara being her only enemy that really sticks out, I think she could hang for a little bit. All right, we got the 100 and actually, do you want any Cam, any George, like, or Cam or Zach? Like, I, I, they're fine, but they're overpriced. I could see picking Zach. I'll, I'll definitely avoid Cam. Um, Zach, I think, might be a worthy pick. I, I just don't think many people will own him for how good he is. I guess so. I guess the thing with, uh, like, when it, we think about Zach and we think about Cam, like, is Cam kind of overrated? I think, so if you look at Cam's record, she's only won, like, two missions in her three seasons she's been on. And she won a bunch of eliminations, but I smashly admitted to throwing one elimination to her. And then Tori, she didn't seem like she put in a full effort either when they were mercenaries. I think Cam was, like, super, super smart, which I think helps her in this format. As a competitor, though, I don't know if she's at the level of, like, a Kara or a Laurel or even, like, a Tori. Yeah, I think it's the actual competition level that's a bit down. But you're right. Like, she can – I mean, she pulled one of the best moves on – I'm getting all the seasons mixed up now. On Final re- on final Reckoning, and then they, like, pulled the rug out from underneath of her and, like, had a twist after she pulled off what was a pretty impressive move. That was very impressive to choreograph. That was Sylvia and Joss and Kyle and Brad. Um, and then, but the, the other thing with that one too, though, was that she used it on like Jose and Devon and Faith and Angela instead of going after Johnny. Where is Jose? Is Jose not on the season? Jose is not on the season, unfortunately. That I, is killer. I love Jose so much. Yeah, that's part of the problem with this format too, where they have to shoehorn all these UK rookies in to make the numbers even. And then you lose like uh, Jose or like a Chad who is rumored to be rookieing on this season. Chad, like Chad from The Bachelor, Chad? Yeah, like the Chad, yes. That that would have been amazing. Yeah, like, can't we, like, knock out Josh and put the Chad on instead, or Leroy? I mean, Josh is pretty good. Like, I mean, no, he, Josh, he... not Josh. Oh, oh jo- like, Josh, big brother Josh? Big brother Josh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you need someone to cry the entire time. We have plenty of people who can cry. Zahida cries enough for, like, 75% of the cast. All right, the 170 range here. We got Polly, Georgia, Theo, Josh, and Kyle. My heart says Kyle because I love Kyle so much, but might have to, like, this is a really strong range, by the way. Like, if you want to get access to like the top UK guys, like Theo and Joss are just balling competitors, and so is Georgia for that matter. But Polly might be the pick. I can't stand Polly. Polly, I think, is a good pick in this range. I think Georgia's kind of clearly the best competitor on the UK team, and she's also like friends with everybody, and she still causes drama as long as Bear will be around. So I think she's a pretty solid pick as well. And then, um, yeah, Polly is someone who I definitely consider taking. And then Joss, I actually think, is kind of an overlooked competitor because, like, when, when have we seen Joss underperform athletically? Nothing. And he's, and he's, like, legit across the board. Like, you would think that a guy of his size and his stature and who loves smoking cigs wouldn't be able to run. But he seems to have the best cardio of all of the guys. Does Josh smoke cigs? Has he I, been picture smoking before? I, I saw him on an Instagram story. He was just outside, just hacking darts. Oh, it's probably just some promotion for some cigarettes. He doesn't actually smoke them. Listen, if people out there are promoting cigarettes, get at me. I'll advertise your cigarettes. <laughs> That's fine. Just pay me. Yeah, I mean, like, with these British people, they're, they're all hacking, like, 80 different products. So they don't probably even know what they're advertising at this point. Smart. Uh, do we see Theo with a rebound performance here? Like, he comes second? Is he going to come first this time around? I think uh, that's one question. How much do you favor the U.S. team over the U.K. team, if at all? I don't know if I do, to tell you the truth. Like, they're so, like, the top end of these, especially if they get turbo, and then you're looking at, like, a top five of, like, turbo, like, just from the guys, at least. Turbo, Theo, Joss, Kyle, 
I guess Bear, although that Rogan guy looks like he should be pretty good. Um, I mean, we saw him, like, blow at his quad or whatever, running up the Rock of Gibraltar, like, four seasons ago. But that's a pretty good top five. Like, all those guys are huge, they're fast, and they're super athletic. Yeah, the top the top end of the UK team, I think, can stack up reasonably well. I, I, I think, think I, th- I actually think it might be better. Like, the top four on no, the UK team, better. if we include Turbo, and, like, would you, who would you rather have? I guess, who are the best guys, then, on the US team? Jordan, then who? I'd say Jordan. Yeah, are we talking about the final or just in general? Just in general. You have Jordan, Polly, Bananas, and CT. Maybe Wes. Oh, I think Wes is better than Bananas at this point. Um, at CT, I just don't know if he's well rounded enough to put him in that category. Like Zach, I think is probably there if he's if his head's in the game. Yeah, I didn't even know about that. He's lost size, old Zach. Like when we're yeah, talking, might, might have been the best competitor over the past three seasons on the male side. Like Theo and who Zach. Uh, yeah, from Vendettas through last season, I think if you added it up together uh, on the male side, you can make an argument he's been the best competitor. Yeah, that guy gets in his own head. He'll probably end up quitting. But, like, Theo and Joss might be the two best players outside of Turbo and Jordan, I guess. I Either- think this might be the best finals runners, but then watch the girls that are running the final with him. I think Georgia can hang, but who else on that girl, uh, that girl side for the UK team? My, I, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of these UK girls that I just I have no experience with. Maybe they're like, we didn't know anything about Georgia and how good she was going to be, and then she was great. Yeah, but she had some track record of a really solid fitness record. This Jennifer West girl, I think, could be okay. But then the other girls on this back end, I just don't know if they can hang around. And a lot of times on these team seasons, it just ends up with how good is your weakest link. And I think the uh, worst link on the U.S. team, who's probably like Faith, is significantly better than that on the U.K. team. Yeah, but those people never end up at the end. I mean, that's not always the case. I mean, it hasn't been the case in like 10 years. I don't know. Okay, let's... Well, I'm trying to think back. Well, we haven't had a team season in so long, it's hard to kind of extrapolate out to now how it'll play out now. And like we said, we don't know... How- how they're going to approach this, where if they think it's individual, going to end up individuals, then this team can end up wildly different. All right, so Theo and Joss, Kyle. Kyle's great, right? It looks like he's made an active effort to get better at this. I, I think Kyle's very good now. I don't think he's as good as uh, Theo or Joss, but I still think he's very good. One thing with this UK team, though, too, I think I could see them playing a lot more on relationships as well. If you look at how they played previously, where Kyle was still a pretty good competitor, but just was not a part of that alliance last season. I think we could see a breakdown where it's like Kyle, Joss, and like the original UK people versus like Theo and Georgia and then Bear. And then whichever side wins out of that, those people will stick around. So if you're going to play that Cara Maria Polly lineup and put them together, do you throw Kyle in? Do you think that's going to continue to be a thing? I don't know if I'd throw Kyle in because I almost think if they take control, Kyle might not be around for long. Yes. That could be the case. But I guess if it works the other way, where if you vote in your own people. Yeah, then it wouldn't matter as much. Yeah. Then I really wish I knew how these eliminations were going to work. Yeah. That's uh, my whole thing, too. The other thing, too, that'll probably be a good indicator of how the season is going to play out. Well, like on Invasion and Bloodlines, you could tell it's going to go back to individuals or pairs just because, like, the way they had it set up where your pair had to go home or it just alternated eliminations and it didn't depend on the mission. Where if this season, if it does something like that, I think we can guess pretty strongly it's going to go to individuals at the end. or But then if it's like if you win, the losing team goes in or everybody sends one of their own and then I think it could be something different. So we, we have the options of the teams are U.S. versus U.K. and then the reinforcements get distributed amongst the team. I assume one guy, one girl for each of them. Uh, and it might go individual or it could break off into like smaller teams at some point. 
we really have no idea. There could be like 80 different ways this thing could go. I kind of hope they keep it pretty direct. Once they add in all these twists, it just disrupts the competitive balance and makes things too weird. Yeah, it does seem like if one team is significantly better than the other, then they will throw the twist in just to see how this Like if the UK wins like the first eight events or something like that, be like, yeah, maybe we need to switch this up because you don't want to get into a situation where, what was it, the ruins? Where good season because of the drama, but the competition was non-existent. Yeah, like the ruins or like Gauntlet 3 where the whole hat second half of the season is just the veterans team throwing missions to try to get rid of the girls. You know who they should have gotten rid of instead? Big Easy. Yeah, if they got rid of Big Easy, they would have won. They lost! That was a great well, what are the chances CT is the new Big Easy on this season? I, it, I would say that if CT had made the finals last year based on like his size, then maybe. He also has more heart. And he, he's used to doing it. But if he's actually, like, if he's down as much weight as it looks, then I don't think it's going to be that big of a problem for him. I remember him on Champs versus Stars, like, two years ago, and he was still pretty hefty, but he's so fucking agile. It's crazy. Like, he's, he's a legit athlete. Like, even when he gets, like, you must know people like this in your, like, regular life, like... You know, in high school that they were, like, great athletes and they gained, like, 100 pounds over the next 10 years. And then, like, they're still good at everything they used to be good at. They're just not quite as fast. But Yeah, they just have, like, that innate athletic gene where it doesn't really matter what shape they're in. They just, for whatever reason, are better than everybody else. Yeah, CT is that guy. I just think, like, like if the finals, like, last season was, like, 26 miles. There is no chance that this season's finale is going to be anything like last season's finale. It's just not going to happen again. Well, that's disappointing. I was pretty big on a fan of last season's finale. I, I loved last season's finale too, but I think that if you start making the finals like that every single time, you're going to end up getting yourself into a, a few issues. Like that needs to be every few seasons. Like, oh my God, this is the toughest one. They can't be the toughest one every single time. Like that doesn't work. I guess so. I do think one rule of thumb with how they should do these finals is if it's not enough content to fill two parts, then it's not worthy of being a final. Yeah, but I mean, there was the, what was it, two finals ago when Ashley and Hunter won. It's like they cut out like three stations from it, didn't they? And there was even one on Dirty 30 where they just didn't show one of the legs of the elimination. Yeah, from what from what we know, we saw all of last season's final, which was good. It seems like with all the other finals that they cut out like a quarter of it, and then we just have no idea what's going on and why this person won by that much. Yeah, that's always the one tricky part with the finals is that you don't know where anyone stands. You're like, you're in first, you're in second. Well, I think he's in first. I think he's in second. We have no idea how far ahead or how far behind anyone actually is. Yeah, like on Final Reckoning, where Hunter and Smashley were just so far ahead just because Hunter dusted everybody in that eating mission and then also was given no credit for it when he got no money. Yeah, that, that was the weirdest thing. But maybe he lost, like, the two we didn't see, the two legs of it. Yeah, like, and they, I think from what we know that that was just scored basically on the run, and then everything else just didn't count. So, I don't know. And I do think that also, like, a team final that was 26 miles would be so weirdly structured, where if they were going to do that again, they'd almost have to go individual. Yeah, and where is this one? It's in Thailand? Yeah, they're back to Thailand again, which I find strange. They've been to Thailand so many times, and people always complain about the conditions. So I'm curious as to why they chose it again. I mean, I can probably tell you exactly why they chose it again, if you'd insurance. like to know. I mean, insurance premiums are way down. Obviously, they've been there enough times that they have a crew who can work out of there that they trust and get things done on production schedule at exactly the right time. The engineers that they use, the housing is all there. The infrastructure is in place to make it easy for them 
to go back. And it does seem like every time they go to Thailand, it's when they try to get a season done really quickly to release it. And just having all that stuff in place and be able to, you know what, they, they get on the phone, they call their Thailand guy, he sets everything up, they show up and they're good to go. So I just think it's a convenience thing to consistently go back to the same places. Yeah, this season does have a super quick turnaround, which they've been doing a lot now where they announce the season's going to air like two and a half weeks before it actually does. Mm. $160 range. You got D and Nani. I got no interest here, but is Nani like bananas like number one? I don't think, no, Leroy's bananas number one. And Nani's still pretty good friends with West too. So I could actually see her sticking around for a little bit. And she was, I think she was pretty underrated competitively last last season. She hung pretty well with the girls at most of the competitions. And then the only reason she got knocked out was because of maybe the worst elimination ever. Yeah, that that wasn't good. But like D on the other side at 160. I like D, but I think a lot of like her being good was her being paired with Wes. <laughs> no, I, I can agree. I think she'll play with the team well enough. So I think she might hang around for a little bit. But also, you just I think kind of had her price erupt based on where all the, the other females were coming in then. All right, $150 in pricing. We have Leroy, who no one should ever take. Maybe Leroy finally wins. That would be nice. I love Leroy, but bad fantasy player. But Bear at $150. Bucks, that's like a lock button, right? Is it, Paul, is that the freest money on the board? Oh, lock it. Lock it? Turbo and Bear are your two locks? Yeah, like Bear could be on three episodes and be the highest scoring guy. <laughs> that, that's definitely true. He could find a way to get him removed. Um... I, I think I don't know if I'll take Bear. I'll have to think about it a little bit more. I just, I'll have to look at this UK team a little bit more and just try to figure out where I think the politics are going to play out. It, I think with Bear, it all depends on his relationship with Georgia, actually, because I think she'll be in a pretty good standing on that team. And then if she's okay with Bear, I think he'll stick around. But then if her and Bear have a falling out or aren't on good terms, I don't. You're not taking Bear. Listen to yourself. It's like you don't understand how awesome Bear is. Bear has some personal ethics that are kind of problematic, but other than that... Oh, okay, hold on a second. Yes, there are very problematic things with Bear. Uh, This we know. It turned out that he was still allowed to come on this show, but now he's on reality TV again, and he's a crazy person, and we're playing Fantasy Challenge. Like, this is exactly the type of person you want on your team. Well, it's like you said with Smashley, though. I mean, maybe he, he's around for the whole time and racks up so many more points just from being a crazy person that he dusts everybody in scoring. But he also could just be gone in the first four episodes. Well, why do we know that? We don't have any experience with him quitting. We do have ex- – Smashley has quit twice, and she's more expensive. Well, I'm just saying politically speaking, you, you don't think there's a chance Bear annoys everybody else on the UK team and then he's also not as good a competitor as like a Joss or a Theos so and then he's just gone? No, I think people genuinely like hanging out with him. I think he's a good time. And that is a really underrated part with some of these people who aren't great competitors of why they stick around so often. Like It's like why Big Easy used to stick around all the time uh, until it became like problematic to have him around because he was just killing your team. But people liked, like hanging with him. He was great to have beers with. And Bear seems like he's just high entertainment. Like, it's not like they're watching TV or, like, on their phones the entire time. Bear is their entertainment. That's true. I, I don't know. I think I just think, like I said, I think if Georgia wants him out, she'll have enough standing on that team where he might be gone. I, I don't think that's going to be the case because, yeah, you, Georgia will just re-fall in love with Bear again. Question, sir, yes. Georgia's not going to want him out. She's going to want him in. Oh, Georgia's not going to want him out. She's going to want him in. Yeah, that, there's points right there. Just pair those two up. Well, we'll see. I think Bear might have somebody else he's moved on to by this point. I mean, Bear probably has like 18,000 people. We know Bear has And they're all his cousin. Yeah, they're all his cousin or need to uh, provide their birth certificate so it remains legal. 
$140. We have Faith and Kaylee. I'm not going to take Kaylee. I just don't think she's a very good competitor. Faith is super interesting, though. I didn't... I mean, I've watched her on Vanderpump, and she's ex-military. She should theoretically be good. I just don't know how good she actually is. I don't don't think she might not be bad. I just think she's pretty clearly the bottom end of this U.S. team. Yeah, I guess so. But, like, she's probably a better competitor than Nani. I mean, Nani was pretty good last season, man. There was a few competitions where she was the best female. That's fine. Like, I can see Faith being better than her. I mean, I could see it, but also, who do you think has higher standing on that team, Nani or Faith? Yeah, but if that's the case and Faith actually turns out to be good, she'll get thrown in, she'll win and accrue points. And she's she's down to hook. I watch enough Vanderpump. She's fucking jacks. Like, who knows <laughs> who she's going to fuck on this show? Yeah, that, I mean, that's true. I don't know. I, I think just somebody has to be the bottom end for this U.S. team, and I think it's her. I think her and Josh sort of stick out as the two people on the U.S. team who might be gone early. Well, Josh is $130, and as Paul and I were breaking down in our recaps after all of the shows last season, that, like, Josh is the worst. I can't believe he got invited back. I think he just creates enough storylines. And then also they kind of need a jobber who will get out early, so then they bring on Josh. They kind of screwed him last year, in fairness to him. And he got saddled with, like, the most hateable person ever as a partner. Yeah, that, that, that team was not a popular team in that house, I can tell you that. I enjoy- they didn't really mess him over last season where him and Amanda should probably should have won that elimination. I enjoy his lisp. That's always entertaining. Yeah. Paul's call that he looks like an Easter Island head too is one of the better ones of the past few years. He, he does look like an Easter the Easter egg, the Easter Island statue. That is, is very true looking at him. All right. Zahida and Rogan, 120. I assume a lot of people are just going to take Rogan simply because he's the only familiar of the cheap guys and he was only ever on one episode. Yeah, and he's also really good friends with Joss, who you'd assume would have carry enough weight where he can keep him around for a little bit. I mean, he is jacked, and he's I would assume he's down to hook up just because... Like, I don't want to stereotype, but these people on these British reality shows usually are of one type when it comes to that. Yeah. So I, he could have definitely accrued some points, but if his... Uh, whatever happened to him with his back or his quad or whatever it was, if that comes back up again, that will not look that good. Yeah, that means he could be done in the first episode, but that's, like, where my mind is going on that team. If he's already in with the guys... He like he looked like he was going to be a good competitor, although he could have popcorn muscles like Derrick Henry did. But yeah, and Zahida's big pass from Zahida. I mean, so she like like we said before, she cries a ton, and then she also gets involved in drama and is really good friends with Georgia. So maybe she hangs around for a little bit. Who knows? All right. So now the unknowns at the bottom. You priced up this Jenny girl to one hundred and fifty dollars. Why is that? She was on this show, Survival of the Fittest which is basically like a fitness competition show. And she won that. And then she just looks like she's coming in in really good shape. And then the UK female side is looking kind of weak. So I think she could be towards the top end of that. So do you think you're going to end up taking her? No, I, I don't think I'll end up picking her. I, I think I'm going to skew my team much more towards drama this season than competition. So. All right. So that leaves us with Idris, Esther, Nicole, Bass, Big T, and Sean, all on the British team. They're either 120 110 or $100. Yeah, if you take one of these players, you can basically build a super team with your other five. I think you might need to actually take two to really build a super team with how things are priced. I think out of these ones, I think Nicole Bass is one I look at. Obviously not wrestler Nicole Bass. And then um, Idris looks like he might be okay as well. What about Big T? That's a great name. A great name, limited connections to the rest of the cast. Well, I got to check out Big T here. What is Big Big T. Okay, so it's a female competitor. That's good to know. Let's see, from the show Shipwrecked. 
That's where Bear came from. That's where, that's where Bear came from? Yeah, Bear was originally on Shipwrecked. Then he went to like six other UK shows. She always said she could be okay. She she could definitely be okay. I mean, with these rookies, it's always so hard to project. And who's Nicole Bass? What's she from? Um, she is from that, that is a this if it's this girl that I'm looking at right now, it looks like she's in the fucking WWF. That yeah, that's the wrong Nicole Bass. Look up Nicole Bass MTV or M- Nicole Bass UK. Oh, I'll just type in challenge. All right, so there's two Nicole Basses? Yeah, there's the one. She, she was like a wrestler in the 80s or something. I kept getting confused with that, too. Um, she's really good friends with Georgia and Zahida as well. And um, so she seems like she could hang around for a bit. Who is Nicole Bass? See, this is exactly what I want to know. It's good article by The Sun. Oh, she's a babe. Oh, yeah, she could be perfect. See, everyone is trying to, like, hook up with her. she hook up? I mean, like we said before, with these British reality stars, we have yet to see one that doesn't seem to be into hookup, so. And Esther. What do we know about Esther? Hardly know her. She's like, she is um, from some, this thing called BK Chat London, which is like some weird YouTube show from whatever I could gather. Um, and she has a decent sized following, but outside of that, there wasn't much else to be found upon her. Well, now I need to see. I mean, does she look like a competitor? Does she look athletic? From my view, she didn't seem quite the athlete that the rest of these people did. Yeah, she doesn't look super athletic. So let's cross her off. And Idris? Idris is like an amateur boxer. He's not a very good one, but I mean, still being an amateur boxer will get you some places in the challenge. So Idris, uh, not Idris Elba, Idris the Challenge is who I need to be looking at. And who is Sean? He's from Shipwrecked as well? Sean's also from Shipwrecked, again, with limited social connections, so... Yeah, I priced him down. He look, definitely looks like he's in actually in really good shape. I, I just don't know if he quite has the social bearing to hang around. Oh, this Idris guy is in really good shape. I mean, the way they're casting the show now, all of these guys are in really good shape. Josh is the only one who's really lagging behind, but he causes so much drama and cries so much, I had to price him up. So Sean Shipwrecked. Let's take a look at this guy. Eh, good shape. Looks like a bit of a goof. I think I'd rather go with Idris than this guy. Yeah, Although, I've got I've got in my notes section him potential popcorn muscles. So that's my view. He looks very popcorn muscly. That's true. Hmm. I think I'll be in a void on. I don't know if I end up taking Idris. I might take Idris or Rogan, and then Nicole Bass. I actually think might be a lock for my team just to get some savings. Yeah, hundred hundred and ten bucks. That means you can spend like you said. You can spend up on four of them, then take like. Well, I guess if Bear's a lock, Turbo's a lock, Jordan's a lock, and Tori's a lock. I feel like I could work that out. That's a lot of locks. That's it. I mean, I only, I'm only playing one team. They all have to be locked in, Rob. We can't all play 784 teams. I mean, we can if we want to. I mean, not in my league. Restricted to one. No, this is not. I'm, I'm, to be fair, I'm not putting these teams across. I'm putting these teams across multiple leagues. This is not all in one league. Yeah, that's great. You can play in a league with five people with all of your teams and just be like, oh, look, I won. I'm the best. I mean, I can. Now, that's, I, that sounds like what you're up to. Well, I mean, that's what it might happen once when we run out of numbers for one league. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Who do you think wins? Are you excited for this season? Because last season was really good. Last season was really, really good. Um, I'm not as pumped for this season as last season. Last season, just based on the cast was talking about it and how they cast it, you could kind of tell it was going to be really good. This season, I haven't felt quite the same buzz about. I think it'll still be better than, like, Vendettas because everything is better than Vendettas. So, and I like the cast a lot. So I'm excited for it, just not to the same level as I was for last season. 
I will say, if they're going to bring in new players, then I'm happy it's new UK people over, like, trying to squeeze in. Are you the one people who are just basically garbage, as you can tell by, what is there, two of them left? Cam and yeah, Tori? Yeah, I don't know much to say. There's only two Are You The Ones left, which is crazy, because a few years ago, they were thinking about doing Real World versus Are You The One. That would have been a fucking blowout. I don't think it would have been that bad. It's like you talked about with this UK team. If you have a final grouping of, like, Hunter, Tori, Cam... Nelson, that doesn't sound that bad. That sounds pretty bad. If that if those are your best four, that's pretty bad. I don't think that. You think that's that bad? Like, I think if you put that four against like, I don't know, Johnny, Tony, Kara, and we'll say Jenna. Like, I think. Why? Why, why are we saying that the, if we're taking the four best people? Are you the one has to offer? Why are we taking like mid card? <laughs> like real world people like why isn't it jordan okay, well, come up with the top four real world that we'll say who we let's say i think oh i don't know you come up with four people then what's what's Polly? what how did he get on is he big brother so he doesn't count big brother. all right so jordan jordan eh, I'll, I'll give ct the nod there and we'll go laurel and cara laurel and cara aren't real world oh yeah they're fresh meat aren't they well they're yeah. champ um well i guess if it was real world versus the rest they would be on that team wouldn't they well if it was the rest and they would be on the rest team well if you're gonna count like challenge they're challenge people yeah but, so like, when i talked about early with the battle of the shows i think they just have their own team but um yeah. see like with the real world it's not as stacked as you think especially nowadays i'm trying to think of who are the real world like it's been so long since a real world you could throw tony on the real world team too yeah tony not being on this cast is disappointing too are they just are they just that. not? Are they just not casting him anymore? I've heard some reports that apparently they're casting no promise. Not a big fan of Tony, which I don't quite get why. He was the only reason Vendettas wasn't like the worst season ever. Yeah, I really like Tony. I'd like to have him back. We got he got engaged. I like, mean, he, like, why is Zach being casted over Tony? What's Zach bringing that Tony isn't? I, I don't know. Maybe Zach signed like a five year contract and they have to get him on. Yeah, that's that is one thing that I think gets overlooked because obviously there's not an Adam Schefter for the challenge, so we don't get these publicly released contract negotiations. Um, and then, like, that's why I think, like, Wes is back, because I heard reports that apparently he signed a two-season contract, which is why he's back now. That's, that's why Bear is on the show. I believe that he signed a two-season deal and got paid, like, a lot of money. Yeah, no, he, a lot of money. I think how it works is they get, like, like the show, it's almost like a show option instead of a team option where they have the option to bring them back for a second season, and then they can cash them in at that point. Well, now I'm trying to figure out who the best two, like, real-world girls are. I mean, like, historically, like, I think Emily Strom would be on that list. I guess oh, yeah. Smash probably has to be there. If yes, we're yes. Smashly, Emily, Jordan, and CT, if you want to go that way. Well, but Emily's not on this cast. If, like, well, she, if, we're not talking about this cast. You threw Jenna in, who's also not on this cast. Well, Jenna, I, I just picked out a name who I thought was popular. I, I don't think Jenna would be that good anyways. But, like, like we'll say with this cast, then. Like, I, I think the, how good the real-world girls are it gets a little bit overrated when two of the top three aren't from real world. Well, yeah. I mean, there's only one from Real World. It's Nani, isn't it? There, on this cast, there's yeah. Nani, Smashly, and then I think that might be it. Yeah, that's it. It's just the two of them. Yeah, this is the first season for, since they've been brought on that we haven't already, already the one guys either. Yeah, do we... Well, I mean, who are they going to bring on? Like, Devin and Dario? I think Devin, I think, may have kind of run his course a little bit on this show. Maybe they'll bring him back in a few seasons. Hunter is the one who always come back to, I think, should be on, like, every season. Yeah, I think Hunter goes season on, season off. Like, he's just not that compelling of a character. 
You don't find Hunter a compelling character, really? In small doses, sure. I, like, I don't need him to be focal points of a season. Like, if they're going to bring in, like, jobbers, and I know that he's not quite a jobber, but, like, I'd just rather hang with Leroy. I, like, I love the three Leroy episodes that I get, and then he's out. Leroy. You don't like Leroy? Leroy's fine. He just doesn't create much storylines or do much. He's just no, but he, the, you, know. you, need, you need someone who's a proxy for the audience, who's just a good guy, and Leroy's a good guy. He's just kind of there. Yeah, but I, if someone's going to be a proxy for the audience, I'd kind of rather have them be a little bit more competitive. Or, like, like literally just when he's on, one of my big things, there, there's really two things I look for in a competitor. I want them to want to be there and then also be there to win. And then I just didn't really see that as much from Leroy these past two seasons. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe this is the big one for Leroy. He can notch that first one. There's a lot of people. If this is truly is a team format, then a lot of people can finally get that elusive first win. Like, Nani doesn't have a win. You can get her on there. Yeah, I think it would benefit them a lot more, too. Like, Leroy's popular enough cast member, where, and he's an okay competitor, too, where they might keep him around for a while. Although he probably is the second-worst competitor on this U.S. team, now that I look at it. Who, Leroy? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's like Josh is the worst, and then, like, the step up to Leroy is a pretty big gap. Yeah, it's, it's like DFL, then big gap, almost two big gaps, and then the next competitor. Well, like, are we sure that Bananas is a better competitor than Leroy? Or does he just want it more? I think I think part of it might be want more. I think I'd rather take Bananas over Leroy. You really think Bananas might be the second worst guy, though? I mean, he might be, just based on how this played out. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how good Zach is at this point. I don't know how good Wes is at this point. I know they were good last season, but they were also in pairs. Like, if you just break them down individually, like, I think that Jordan is probably the best. Polly is probably second best. But they, if you get into anything with size with them, like, they're not the biggest, obviously. That's where the UK team has a distinct advantage here they're all way bigger i mean if the u.s gets zach and ct then they're still pretty big if they get ct then yeah but zach's not as big as he used to be and like these uk guys are like zach's size you i don't i think zach's still got a decent bit of an edge over everybody except for maybe rogan like joss is really well built but he's not like big big he's like athletic and trim yeah but that's exactly what zach is now zach's what like six three and it looks like joss is close to that tall uh, maybe so. And he didn't look, Zach didn't look to be in the best shape last season. So it's possible I'm overrating him and he, ha- he won't come into the season that, that good as well. So, all right. Rob McIntyre, thank you for setting up the fantasy challenge game. I told everyone how they can get into the draws for some DK bucks, where to sign up for the Pat Mayo Experience Fantasy Challenge League. You share the show around. Let's fill up that league with as many people as possible. Maybe we'll do some more giveaways for each increment that we get of 50s or something like that. But, Rob, I want you to tell everyone about the Challenge Chronicles, where they can subscribe to it, and what they can be listening to. Yeah, if you check us out on iTunes, um, we'll be on iTunes, Spotify, if you go to our website at thechallengechronicles.podbean.com. Right now we're covering the Gauntlet 2. The second episode of that should be releasing shortly. And then we're also having a poll on the top male competitors of all time now. Oh, I saw. Oh, are you running the poll for the top male competitors of all time? Yeah, that should be up in the next few days. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Is the answer Landon or Alton? I mean, depending on how this season goes, Turbo might work his way up there. I'd go Landon. I think Landon's the, like, if we were, we've always talked about doing the ultimate fantasy draft. I think Landon, actually, you'd probably pick Emily number one or, or Evelyn, who, whoever you would want as, like, your, as, like the top female, just because that gap is so much wider. But you'd be hard-pressed not to pick Landon. It's hard to see Landon's name on the board and not just take Landon. But, yeah, I think I'd go with Evelyn in that circumstance. I think Landon's final running ability, I just think, is unparalleled. So, And there's the, like, if you think about it from, like, a team perspective, 
Landon is the ultimate good guy. He doesn't fight with anyone. Uh, everyone really appears to like him. And he like when he ended up winning the Fresh Meat 2 final, like he took a bad competitor and didn't lose his mind the entire time and ended up winning because of it. Like, he's able to elevate bad people to be good. Yeah, and also if you look at him on those team seasons, he also had a very team-first mindset. Where Instead of like a Kenny, for example, who was more concerned about keeping his inner group around, he cared about the team as well, obviously. But I don't think Landon with those personal dynamics come into play as much, which I think would make him pretty valuable. I mean, the main reason he didn't win Duel 2 is because he left the room. Don't leave the room, Landon, and then all of a sudden you're winning. Yeah, and that was probably his best season, too. He won, like, every mission he was on that season. Yeah, him and, who was it, Brittany, Kimberly? I can't remember who was, who was he. Brittany from Real World Hollywood. That's right. Yeah, they were they were a really good team. But I don't can't really speak to how good she actually was because she was just paired with Landon. She could have been really good, and that's why they were so good, or he just elevated her to be awesome because he's awesome. I, mean, I, think, I think you could put, like, almost any jobber-level candidate with Landon, and they'd be pretty good. Now, peak CT would be – we have so much, like, room with CT on either side of it, but if you got peak CT, then that guy's a danger, dangerous player. I just don't know how good of a finals runner he is at that point. Like, I think CT might actually be the best if you just look at missions or eliminations. But then once you get to the final, I'm not, I would much rather have Landon. Yeah, Landon. Even like peak, like Inferno 2 CT, I don't think can hang with Landon in a final. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll, I'll cast my votes for that. When that comes out, I'll retweet it out, and hopefully we can get enough people on the polling. Anyway, that will do it for the fantasy preview for the challenge, season 34, War of the Worlds, number two. I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebooks at the PME. Subscribe and download all the shows and get into the draw and play in the Fantasy League. All right? I'm Pat Mayo. I'm looking forward to challenge season 34. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.